In this episode of Echo Base, ILM's X-Lab brings us a new virtual reality experience. The High Republic gets delayed, but Thrawn arrives sooner, and we've got a new Star Wars game show for you. Welcome to Echo Base. Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. We'll take some debark for ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet. Echo Station 3TA. On an Imperial Walker. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that crossfire, boys. Right now, I feel like I can take on the whole Empire myself. Target maximum firepower. Thanks, Eric, for that wonderful intro. We are now here You're ready welcome. to do the, the show proper, I guess, right? It's just you and I tonight. Yeah, we don't have our co-host, here. Tim. Yeah. yeah. We are flying a man a man light. Um, meh. You know, everything is his fault now, though, so that, that's okay with me. You spaced so. him, didn't you? No, I it's okay. did not. You can not. admit it. It's just the two of us, Lou. You can admit it. You spaced him, didn't you? No one else is listening? Nobody else yeah, is okay. listening right now. Yeah, yeah, I did space him. That's not true. We actually have people here in the chat room, so uh, you, <laughs> you do have some... Some I just witnesses. admitted that now. Uh, hey, Tom, how you doing? Got Tom here, David here. More people will drop in as we go along, I'm sure. Yeah, well, we, they usually do. But Drop in, drop off, drop out, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> drop in and out. But speaking of, of dropping into things, uh, we're going to be able to drop in via virtual reality into Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah, this seems pretty cool. This is, um, you know, ILMX Labs. They were the one that did the Vader Immortal stuff and a few other things, right? Isn't that where Justin ended up? It is. I think he is there now, actually. Justin yes. Bolger. And he was doing social media for StarWars.com, yeah. and then he went on to ILMX Lab. Our, our so. favorite former staff member. Yes. Well, one of them. We have several favorite former staff members, but... but um, yeah, so so now, jealous. is this going to be a virtual experience of going to galaxies, or is this going to work in conjunction with it? Well, that's a really I good question. I was a little unclear from the, from, the, from the press release they gave us. Yeah, and so that happens a lot with press releases, right? You get the, uh, the big announcement, and mm-hmm. they get the info that they want to get out there, and they figure, okay, we've answered all your questions. You guys are good. No. We always yeah, have more questions, and it's always something vague. obvious. Right. Why didn't you just tell us this one part that's so obvious? So, um... The press release, I'm, I'm just going to skim over it here. Um, award-winning immersive entertainment studio, blah, blah, blah. It's developing Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. A new action-adventure virtual reality experience in collaboration with Oculus Studios. Coming later this year, the experience connects to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the epic new land at Disneyland Resort in California, and Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. So this is going to be whatever... It is uh, experience wise. The location, the setting is going to be the Disney park, mm-hmm. okay? but not with tourists and stuff there. It's apparently going to be uh, in universe. OK, OK, so it goes on to say we're so excited for fans to step into Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge later this year, says Vicky Dobbs Beck, ILM uh, X-Lab executive in charge. This action packed adventure not only speaks to the promise of connected and complementary experiences by extending the lore around Black Spire Outpost. So apparently it's going to be bigger than the existing lore in the park. It represents another meaningful okay. step in uh, the lab's quest to transition from storytelling, one-way communication, which is what we've gotten so far from them, um, to story living, where you're inside a world making consequential choices that drive your experience forward. You know, so, I, I mean, this VR state, and have you done the Vader Immortal stuff? I don't have a system on which to do it, and I've been okay. debating whether to even bother putting that on my horizon down the road. I mean, if the, if the whole streaming thing takes off and, and I can afford it at some point, you know, maybe. Mm. And the technology is evolving, and that's certainly going to be better, you know, in five years than it is now. Um, and they've had this... Um, demo of at least the Vader Immortal stuff um, at Celebration in Chicago. I think they had something in Orlando before that, I want to say. But I haven't waited in line to do it. (laughs) We know Tim didn't. 
<laughs> right. Oh, there's two people in front of me. It's the drinking fountain. Nope, not going to do it. Not that thirsty. <laughs> not, I'll, I'll, I'll go later. Yeah. Let's not do lines. Um, but, you know, it, I got to imagine that this is a pretty cool way to experience additions to Galaxy's Edge, right? I mean, because yeah. we all want to be able to go to the park and be the only one there and have the experience, you know, that we want to have. Right. Not with you know, thousands of other people there where you can't see what you want to see and you can't get the pictures you want. So I, I think this is going to be an exciting way to see and do more stuff in Galaxy's Edge than we would have been able to do at the park. Well, unless you got a green screen and do some editing later, you're not, you're still not going to get the pictures you want if you want to be in the pictures. Sure. So, but you know, I mean, the experience that. of being there and doing it and feeling right. like you're really part of this. And, and um, because now, you know, you can get that personalized one-on-one experience with the virtual reality setup. Right. So, and that's the thing. So you're going to be missing out on, I don't know if this is going to include ride content. So that's one big question. Um, let's assume for the moment it does not. Even if it does, you're missing the kinetics of the ride, right? Like the right. motion simulation stuff. Right. And, um, and of course, you'd have other people there with you in the rides too, which wouldn't be here. So let's assume it does not include the rides. You're not getting any of the drinks or the food. Um, you're not getting to purchase things. Oh, what would be really cool is if they would let you purchase things and then have it shipped. Yeah. To you. I wonder if they well, thought about that. I'm sure they have. But, but, you <laughs> yeah, know, there's a, a whole, money. there's a whole like uh infrastructure, like network infrastructure backend for that, that they'd mm-hmm. have to make sure is set up too. I don't right, know, right. but man, wouldn't it be well, awesome? You know, like virtual shopping, right? Yeah. Well, you could shop in universe and really right. do it while you're there. You know, the, the interesting thing about this though, I don't, I don't see much to see this as a replacement for going to the parks. This isn't oh. a way to extend your, your visit and extend your experience, right? Cause yeah. you still want to go to the park. You still want to see, oh, you yeah. still want to touch and feel the stuff there, but to be able to extend the story and, and play with things in universe and become part of that story. I think this is a natural way to, to do that and keep that, you know, magic going for months after you've been to the park. Yeah. As good as virtual reality is getting, it's still obviously virtual. It's like, you're never going yeah. to confuse it for the real world. So you're mm-hmm. still going to want that experience. But for those of us for whom that experience is just not going to happen anytime soon. And it's several years mm-hmm. down the road. This this is great. Now, the tragic part is that this no, number one virtual reality has not permeated the marketplace, and this isn't ready right now with the pandemic going on. Because it, can you imagine if everybody had VR headsets right now? Online mm-hmm. gaming would be different. Online chat rooms, our Skype, our podcasting would be different. Right. And the conventions thing, oh, they're going to cancel celebration. No problem. By the way, we don't have word on the yet. No problem. We'll just do the whole <laughs> right. thing virtual. And you could like virtually go to the convention and it still wouldn't help vendors and stuff like that. Again, this is not really a substitute. But well, in but the it, lack of anything else, it's it's right. It, it's closing in on that. It's closing the gap, I guess you'd say. Right. Um, you know, when the whole pandemic thing first happened and people were talking about virtual conventions and everything else and, and what we're, you know, what we're dealing with now, um, people were throwing around, you know, the Oasis from Ready Player One. And, you know, th- this is pushing us towards that kind of technology where you can go into an immersive universe in in virtual reality and do stuff. Right. And this is kind of the first step towards that. I mean, virtual reality is not ready for prime time yet. Not everybody has the way to connect to it. Not everybody has the money to to buy into it. And it's probably not all that great. I imagine it's catching up rather rapidly. I will say I did a demo in a Microsoft store maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. I think maybe 2018. It's good enough. Like it is definitely. Okay. And I, and I was skeptical. I was wandering around the mall trying to kill like two or three hours and they had a demo. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a middle of a weekday. Why not? I'll, I'll go in and try the mm-hmm. demo and, and see how it is. And I was legitimately caught by surprise at how much better it was than I expected it to be. Hmm, OK. Um, that, that, yeah. Like if I had the actually, money, this is awesome to hear. If I had the money, the only thing that would prevent me from getting it right now is the lack of software. 
the lack mm-hmm. of game choice. If some of them are really good, I, I imagine there are a lot of them I would get bored with fairly quickly. So if there weren't some sort of a, like an MMO or like a VR chat, which is actually a, a thing, um, if I didn't have some sort of social option that was ongoing or maybe something like this, I don't know whether it would be worth the money because the money right now is still really the big hurdle that and the hardware. I mean, you've got to have a pretty decent, uh, basically a gaming machine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Oculus makes a self-contained headset. Oh, do they? I think, but I don't know much about what that entails. I think it's less expensive, um, but I think it's a more watered down experience yeah, I so don't quote I, me on that while you're talking I pulled the Oculus website they have okay. um, a headset for everyone they have Oculus Rift S um, Oculus Quest and Oculus Go um, the Rift S is PC powered VR gaming uh, the Quest is all in one VR gaming and the Oculus Go is all in one VR viewing so okay yeah um, Tom in the chat room uh, confirmed that the Quest is self-contained uh, David mm. Doesn't want to drop two hundred to four hundred dollars, and it might be lowballing. I think you're lowballing it. The PS4 version retails for three ninety nine, and the Oculus okay. the the one I demoed at the time was I want to say five ninety nine or six ninety nine, and then that's separate okay. from the PC that you need. Right, and that's a pretty substantial PC. Yeah, I mean, the minimum specs that this needed to run at that time, you were looking at easily minimum of $1,000, $1,200 just just to open that door. So it it kind of of moved point, too, because everything here on the website says um, the S, the Quest, and the Go are all out of stock. Yeah, well, you know, if it's something you can plug into a wall or a computer right now, it's out of stock. (laughs) Try to get a webcam, Lou. Yeah. Oh, we lost Lou. Bye-bye, Lou. Yeah, Skype does not like it when you get closer or further away from the camera. There we go. I'm sorry. I, I had a I had a Lou has mastered the art of issue. teleporting. I know. Sorry about that. Pretty impressive. So yeah, I, I mean anything dealing with technology these days is pretty hard to come by with everybody yeah. staying home and wanting to do things online. You know what's funny? Is anything that you can do at home is sold out. I decide I've got a secret project coming up and maybe in the next behind the curtain, I'll give you guys a preview of it. It's a video project. I'm pretty excited about it. Okay. It involves some, some crafting. I have to design some things to then put into the video. And so right now I'm using polymer clay modeling clay. Okay. And you can get a little two ounce block for like they retail for about $2 and 70 cents. Okay. Except right now, supply and demand, they're going on Amazon for eight or nine dollars a piece. And uh, two ounces does not get you very much. Mm. So I, I need like probably 10 of these. So, you know, 20 bucks or so, not a problem. And the Hobby Lobby even has them on sale for like a, a buck 70, except they're out of the colors I need and, and the. Yeah. So like right now, if I wanted to buy them like just 10 of these, I'd be paying close to a hundred dollars. Anything you can do at home right now that is craft related, work Mm -hmm. related, computer, telecommunications, just gaming. Not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, this virtual, this virtual thing though, I mean, it sounds interesting and it's weird because it's, like there's another paragraph here. Um, Tales from Galaxy says edge taking place between the last Jedi and rise of Skywalker, which is the same for the theme park. Um, they're never going to catch up with rise of Skywalker. Cause then they have to shut down the whole first order section of the park. So right. that, that's the time they're locked into. Um, we'll give players the opportunity to blah, 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 blah. Um, multiple styles of gameplay and difficulty settings to accommodate a wide variety of players. They're really making all of the references to this being a game. Mm. which is Mm -hmm. interesting. So I'm assuming it's like a narrative um, story-based game. The action elements I would have to imagine are, are going to be a little bit light, but you know, we've got the two factions there, right? The resistance and Mm -hmm. um, the first order. So it's probably going to be you talking and communicating with cast members 
And then apparently, you know, it's talking about making decisions and it having impact and stuff like that. So it almost looks like it's an interactive story. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. But also being able to explore, which is nice. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like we said before, it's evolving technology. So the first forays into this that are, are going to be fairly basic, I would imagine. And as we move along, we're going to get more and more content and more and more gameplay style and more and more interaction. Um, I, I, I think this is a great if they don't start putting stuff out there, we're never going to move into that. And I think this is a yeah. great way to start that process. People looking into Star Wars stuff that are being, you know, future forward and, and you know, sci-fi stuff. So I think it's a good way to, and to really, move along with this. Who better to bring the marriage of technology with creative content, uh, creative content than ILM? Mm-hmm. So it's good that they're the ones kind of bringing this out there. The downside of all this, of course, is, again, it's not available yet and we can't afford the headsets and it would have been nice if they could have had this already by like back in February, maybe. Uh, yeah, but, you know, nobody knew we were going to have this. So <laughs> yeah. and while you were talking, I did a little research more on Oculus. So the um, the Rift S is three ninety nine. So that's their high end unit. That's and their high end. I believe the Rift S is the high okay. end one. Well, that's that's so, come down then. At least of the three they showed, that was the one yeah. they had out there. And then they show Oculus ready PCs. Um, they range from eleven hundred bucks to you know three or four grand, depending on how much power you really want. But I wonder if I upgraded my video card if it would be enough. Doesn't matter. I can't afford the headset. Another good point <laughs> in in the chat room. My issue is the storyline will be locked behind a five hundred dollar price point. You could argue that, I mean, that's, that's a legitimate point and that's the truth. If you are buying a system for one game, like we were joking around about animal crossing and Robin knows people that plays it. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's worth $60. I don't know that it's worth 360 because you'd have to buy a Nintendo switch. It's the same thing with any sort of a console with the PlayStation five and the Xbox, whatever it is coming out. Those are probably going to be $500 a piece. You run into this with PlayStation and Xbox games, too. People don't take that cost into account because a lot of people who would buy those games already have those consoles. Right. And this is the same thing. You spend computer game already have a computer. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If you're buying just for that, yeah, it exactly is a four or five hundred dollar, you know. But that's still legitimate, though, because the issue is if I drop the five hundred dollars for the hardware and then I purchased this, um, or maybe it's, it's even free. We, we know nothing yet about price points, release date, anything like that. And mm. we get this Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. When we're done with it, then what? Right. Hope there's other content you want to play with. Right. And that's the rub right now. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Well, um, let's see. By the time we have this show posted, um, we're, we're going to have our new YouTube channel up and running. Well, you know. I put that in the show notes because I'm used to taking a couple of days to edit the podcast. So the good news is that I've got a workflow set up now. (laughs) That's right. As soon as we're done with the live shows, I can hit a few buttons and get the audio podcasts posted like right away. Like this is going to be posted before midnight tonight. So when I put in the show notes, by the time you hear this, the YouTube channel will be live. So like, don't listen to this until tomorrow. Yeah, right. (laughs) Give us a couple of days. So, yeah. yeah. So, so because Eric is more efficient well. than it's, normal. Yeah. By the time you hear this plus a day. We'll be live yeah. on YouTube. I, I think that's fair. So my, my I'm still on a night shift schedule. I'm supposed to be rotating into day shift right now. So it's a little icky. But by this time tomorrow, I will have um, at least one of the episodes edited and posted. I've got some of the editing done. I've just got to finish it up. And we've got episodes of random chatter last week's echo base and um movie chatter ready to go cool and then we'll have tonight's shows i'll just have to edit those so for this first week give us a little bit of time to get caught up with the shows video editing takes a little bit more finessing than audio editing so anytime we're doing a live show you should probably expect the video versions to be i don't know a couple of days later yeah Sounds about right. And we've got to figure out this next coming weekend because I work in the evenings. So either we're not going to record live and we're going to have to record it like maybe Saturday morning or something, or we're going to have to figure something out. Sounds like a worry about that later. The, The point is the YouTube channel 
other than me just rendering it down and uploading it is finally here. We've already had people that have uh, subscribed to it. So be sure to subscribe. But by the way, in YouTube, subscribing is free. If you haven't done this already, subscribe and mm-hmm. um, like the videos when they come out and tell your friends about it and stuff. That'd be a big help. Exactly. Randomchannel.com slash YouTube. Links. Yeah, exactly. Share the links out on, on the, the social media webby thingies that all you kids do these days, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We also have ways to contact us. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram. We are random chatter. Um, oh, sorry, we are actually force chatter and random chatter. We, we are both. Yes. Twitter and Instagram. Um, I am uh, Lou Skywalker without the E. And Eric, what are you on Twitter? I'm drinking coffee. Um, I drinking am. Coffee. Uh, uh, currently, yeah, drinkingcoffee.com. <laughs> um, that's probably taken. I'm Cinefan, C Y N E F A N. And uh, see, Tom in the chat room has already subscribed. Good job, man. Um, nice. Thanks, Tom. So, uh, Cinefan is also where you can currently find the Twitch streams that could change soon, but we will keep you posted well, well, well in advance of that. But right now, if you go to twitch.tv slash Cinefan, that's my personal Twitch channel. So if you subscribe and help support me there, know that that's going to me directly. And I'm grateful for that, but that I want to be upfront. That's separate from the network support. But right now, that's where the network shows are being streamed. So that in Twitter, that's where you can find me. And then Tim is at Qui-Gon Tim with two somethings, two M's. I think so. Two T's, two, I don't know. If you were silent three in there somewhere, here, I think as well. Yeah, yeah. If he could be bothered to show up, you know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him back next week. Yeah. Uh, also, you can find us on Discord. Probably a great way to interact oh, yeah. with all the hosts and see all the shows. Uh, talk about all the shows. Yep. Um, com slash Discord finds all the information about that. And, um, and you know, you know it's funny. And, Our Discord yeah. server, a lot of funny times ha-ha. throughout the week, it's it's funny ha-ha if people knew it was happening. And now I'm letting them know it's happening. So they're going to be funny ha-ha. And for us, it's going to be funny like, eh, maybe not. I don't know. But... Throughout the week, we gather news items and kind of stash them away. And sometimes we'll post them to the parts of Discord that um, are for the Patreon donors. And uh, a lot of times, by the time we collect them, somebody else has already posted them in there, too. So Mm. uh, while the podcasts are great because you get us commenting on the different news items, a lot of the news items are posted within a few hours of them hitting the Internet in our discord server, depending on what topic you're looking for. So, right. Right. That's, that's the problem doing a weekly show. Sometimes the news is older, but well, you know, our policy here that's is what, that's what we don't we break don't, the news. We are chatting about the exactly news. what you said. We provide commentary. We don't break the news. I was always told if I broke things, I was in trouble and that I have to fix it. And I'm not good at fixing <laughs> the news. So, uh, that'd be called fake news, right? I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, they break the okay. news, we fix the news. We do. Okay. So we have a new show coming to Disney Plus. Yes. We this do. looks pretty interesting. What do you think? So Jedi Temple Challenge is the show coming to Disney Plus. And this is a, a kids game show, like a kids interactive. Yes. Um, I'm kind of thinking across between. So uh, for you know, and I, it would games be. And well, else. for me, it would be like Double Dare. For you. It would be yeah. like, what What kind of radio shows did you have back before television? <laughs> came? No, up. like when your family would crowd around, you had like the big <laughs> no, cabinet. No, I was, I'm not that old. God damn Come you. Come on, Lou. Really? Okay. <laughs> He's quote, not uh, that old. Wink, wink. Okay. So, but like for us, maybe double dare. Um, for other yeah. people, there's some kind of like a, a hidden temple of the lost treasure of something or other i don't know yeah sure but it's like an obstacle course game show but like also there's intellectual challenges and stuff to it as well so so there's a trailer out there now um ahmed best is hosting it so jar jar is hosting the show well and to um, be clear yes well not not jar jar but he's best known for he is playing jar jar yes uh, but, you know, I, at first I was a little skeptical until I saw the trailer and I'm actually on board with this. I mean, I'm not going to watch it because it's definitely a kid show. Oh, I'll but watch it. It looks like they're doing the right things for the kids and making it not cheesy, but, you know, fully immersive, I think. Yeah. They've done a really nice job with this. Now, did you get an opportunity to watch Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars show at StarWars.com this week? No, I have not. Okay. Not, not this week. So 
they actually have coverage of it and they interview Ahmed Best. Okay. And um, I forget her name. Uh, the actress who plays the droid. So they have a protocol droid. And then they also mm-hmm. got, I believe it was an R5 astromech. I'd have to go back and look. R5, R6, I'm not sure. Um, thought that was going to be on Star Wars Kids. Did they change it to Disney Plus? Yes, um, Tom, they yeah. did change it to Disney Plus. Now, it may also be on Star Wars Kids. That's That's something you might need to check in on. I'm not sure. Uh, but it is at least going to be on Disney Plus, whether they'll also air it on Disney Kids as well. I don't know. Um, but they're talking to Ahmed Best, and it was interesting. Two things that really stood out. Number one, I like the approach that they're taking when the kids don't win. It's not like, well, you lost. You're not the winners. It's like, well, we just need to get you more training. Like, just keep at it. Right. And, you know, right. it's it's this positive, encouraging approach to things and and I like how positive this show approaches that sort of competitiveness because competition mm, often is not encouraging and no but competition is good but also it it, it, it's great that they're not making you feel horrible by losing right I mean I I, am not a big fan of the whole participation award thing everybody everybody shows up and gets something for it but I like the way they're doing this, where they're giving you encouragement, more training, and you know, hey, you know what, we're going to get you there later on. Right. I think that's great because it, it's a really, like you said, a positive way to put the spin on this for the kids. Yeah, I, I think that. I mean, we've all had enough experiences with sports and stuff. You can compete, and you can compete fiercely, but still have a positive attitude toward it and have good sportsmanship. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And this show really seems to just have a natural flow for that sort of thing. So I appreciated that. And the other thing is the character he plays, of course, is not Jar Jar. It's a Jedi. And I forget the character's name, but it is there's an in-universe story for that character. And that character is related to the character he played in the cantina in episode two. The background. Remember, he had the cameo. Anthony Mm -hmm. Daniels had a cameo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So apparently there's some sort of connection between those two characters as well. I don't know how much of that story they're going to get into on the show. Probably not at all, but mm. it's there. It'll probably show up on Wikipedia or, you know, when Pablo yeah. Hidalgo comes out with the illustrated guide to Jedi Temple Challenge. There you go. Yeah. don't know. And Mary Holland is the one who Mary is doing Holland, the, uh, thank you. AD3, the companion droid. Um, yeah. yeah, she was in Veep and she was in Upright Citizens Brigade. So, yeah, yes. pretty cool. I was going to say, I, I should remember the name too. That's the thing that frustrated me. Mm-hmm. It was right on the tip of my tongue. But so cool. um, I don't always watch the Star Wars show. It's a great web series. And now that I'm mm. spending more time in YouTube, I really need to start watching it more often. Um, but this week's episode in particular, um, definitely worth checking, especially if you've got kids. But even if you don't, like, I know you're not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'm mm. desperate I mean, I'll and I'm watch like, episode just to give it a try, but I'm 100% isolated. Not like, you know, <laughs> you've got your wife you can chat with and, and I've got like, you know, my, my mouse here. His name is Steve. You named your mouse. Okay. I'm we're desperate, on. Lou. This quarantine we're, is like, we're, we're, we're end, moving man. along. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, so speaking, speaking of the quarantine, of, of the quarantine right. um, yeah, so we're having some some good and bad news, I guess, right, for um, stuff being delayed and released early from, from the quarantine. Um, so we announced, or we didn't announce, we talked about the High Republic being um, the next era of Star Wars content that we're yes. coming up with. And there's books and there's comics and, and you know, adult novels and, and um, you know, young adult stuff. Coloring books, coming out. It was origami. All, yeah, mm-hmm, yep. everything. It was all supposed to come out starting around October, I think, right? Wasn't that in the first one? Um, wasn't it the first book coming out in October? I think so. I can't remember offhand now, but I think that sounds unfortunately. Right. So we're getting two two novels pushed back. Um, Charles Soule and um, was it Justina Ireland? Was that the other one coming yes. out? Yeah, mm-hmm. pushed back. Um, so those are coming out this year. I think now they push back to January and February of next year. Yeah. Now, to clarify what you said, um, the Charles Soule's book is the adult novel. Um, that's right, called Light right, of the yep. Jedi. And then Justina Ireland's book is the, what they call the middle grade novel. So it's like not young adult. 
So it's not like uh, high school, early college mm-hmm. age. It's more like middle school into middle high school. school. Age. Yeah, yeah, right. And that one's called a test of courage. So hopefully it's close enough to a young adult novel that I'll be able to. To enjoy yeah, it. I, I don't mean, know. You know. I found I, some of the some of them have been OK. Even the young adult yeah. novels have been, I thought, adequate for adult story, to tell you the truth. You know, a lot of people um, growing up with the Jason and Jaina books, mm. um, they say that those were actually like, even as you got a little older, the story still held up pretty well. I mean, you got to understand You know, Here's the thing. If you can watch um, Clone Wars and Rebels and especially uh, Resistance and these animated series mm. and you can get through those. OK, the books probably aren't any different. Yeah, true. True. So, well, yeah, those are um, those are pushed back. And then the young adult novel Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, February 2nd. Mm-hmm. So. And then other things will be announced at a later time, like the comic books and stuff due to, quote, general marketplace delays. (laughs) They just don't want to use the C word. Yeah. I don't know whether that so marketplace delays as opposed to production delays, though. That makes me wonder about um, like actual physical publishing, like maybe. There's a backlog on people printing books. Where they're putting these out, marketplace delays to me, it kind of says that more retail establishment type stuff, which is kind of weird because you'd think in a pandemic, everybody home and doing stuff and not going to work, you'd want to have more content to read earlier, right? I mean, and Amazon really is, you know, the biggest bookseller, but there is still a portion of books that sold in um, retail stores, Walmart target, but then also books a million and and Barnes and Nobles and borders and whatever, Mm -hmm. or whichever one didn't close down. But then also you've still got to print the books, which means those employees have to be showing up to work and they might not have production facilities have been cut way back because they have to redo their lines. They can't have workers working as close together anymore. So that's been a challenge. So while it might not be a a development point of view and it might not be, although it could also be a distribution point of view, but it might not be distribution. It could just be printing the books. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Well, there's some good news though, right? There is some good news. Um, Now we, our biggest Thrawn supporters not here tonight, but um, the next series of Thrawn books, starting with Thrawn um, Ascendancy, uh, Chaos Rising is the first book. Was scheduled to release, I think, around the second week of October. So I was going to hoping it was going to be, um, you know, being released at New York Comic Con. Well, we're going to get it a month early. September 1st now is. Is there the going to be a New York Comic Con, Lou? Well, I was hoping there was still back is, when is I was. It, and first if there talking were, about this. Or would you There's go? No, I would not go. I, I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it was a hospital a month ago. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, no, the good news is Thrawn, um, Chaos Rising is the, the prequel book to how he became, you know, rising up within the ascendancy. Yes. Coming out September 1st. And I'm excited uh, to get this. I already got my book pre-ordered on. On Audible. Audible. Yeah. Yeah. I need to check. I think I've got mine pre-ordered, but um, if not, I've got a spare credit. So, and I'm sure it's going to be read by Mark Thompson. So, I mean, it's an automatic purchase. For me, exactly. because, you know, yeah. Mark Thompson. He <laughs> but, does good uh, stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need to get, you know, we need to get Mark on the show again. We mm-hmm. need to get Ahmed Best on as a guest. That'd be great. And, uh, yeah, we need to start doing that. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, the more Thrawn, the better. The more anything that Timothy Zahn does in the Star Wars universe. Right. It's just, right. you know, I'm on board for. So... And I'd rather have it sooner than also be able to get it at a convention. I don't care. I just, I want the, because here's the thing again, like if I get the book, I'm getting the book to have the book, but I'm going to listen to the audio book. I'm never going to open the book. So, Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I I have a, I bought a version last year at New York comic con of the last Thrawn book. Yeah, because it was a special cover and everything else I wanted to get. Uh, you know, I'm never going to read the actual book, yeah. 
I with my luck, the book would be in a box, and then something else in the box would rub against it and tear that exclusive cover. No, no, don't don't say that. Yeah, see, I've given up on on that sort of thing. For me, I think collectibles like for them to have meaning to me it either has to be a favorite character and and like a decorative thing and i know people like have their books out decoratively and that's cool i would do that too if i had like the room for it um but then also like if it's a moment where um like autographs i don't care about autographs unless it was someone or a moment where i was there with somebody and like that's a memento of that personal connection like having Vanessa mm. Marshall's autograph matters to me having um Harrison Ford's autograph like that's more impressive and certainly more valuable monetary monetarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if I ever do get his autograph I'm either buying it online in which case there's zero connection or it's going to be you know he's going to be at an autograph mill at a convention cranking him out which he doesn't do and then there's mm-hmm. just not going to be but, but, you know, like I have a Mark Hamill people, autograph that I, I got as a gift and it didn't have a lot of meaning. And then I got to meet Mark Hamill and I got a picture with him and we got to talk a little bit and like briefly and stuff. And now the mm-hmm. autograph, even though it's not from that moment, like I kind of still want to hold on to it. You're right. Right. It, 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 I'm the same way you are. Eric. When it comes to meeting people and having interactions and getting autographs, if it's spontaneous and it happened, great. Yeah. I'm not a big one for going in in paying for autographs at conventions and waiting in lines and doing that. Some people love that. And that's their thing. I think that's fantastic. Um, you know, some yeah. people hunt autographs like that because they really want to get those autographs. Mm-hmm. And I did that last time, not last time but I did it in Orlando for Vanessa Marshall. I really wanted her to sign my ghost. Well, and Alan um, Tudyk, right? Like, yep. Him too. Yep. But, but I want, we did the photo with Alan Tudyk. I thought it was UI and, um, and Chris, it was a lot Didn't of fun. You also get the autograph though afterwards. Cause it wasn't. No, I he commented on your, would... um, cosplay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I had the the helm, uh, the head. Oh, maybe of it was C- Chris uh, that went up and so, got the... And he didn't. He wouldn't. He said, "I can't. I, they, they won't let me do it." So I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, I, I get it." Um, but um, yeah, but you. I thought you had gotten. I, I thought you went through the line and gotten like a, a standard autograph. Oh, you know, I did. I, I went yeah. and got uh, because I was that's where you had that, that conversation. Because remember the the photo yeah. they cranked us the through K2SL. like cattle. They did. Yeah, right. We were like, he was you literally. I'm not sure yeah. how the photographer focused. On the people because you barely stopped moving. It was like you we, walked yeah, toward him, click, keep going. Right through, right. It's like, wait a minute, I didn't even stop walking. No, no, we got it. Keep going. Yep. That's right. Yeah. The next day I had, because I brought my K2SO Black Series figure I wanted him to sign. Yeah. And at the yeah. same time, I said, so I had the, the the head of my, my cosplay I was doing. I was like, would you? He goes, no, I can't. I said, okay, no, I totally understand. But yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, that was creepy. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for having it. <laughs> it was weird too because but, it was like the look on his face. Like we were oh, some picture. of the first people I, I through that picture and, and we, well, no. So the, the picture itself was great, but like, as we're walking up, it was kind of like he wanted to say hi and he wanted to be friendly, but he had all these staff members around him. Like it, it was like a military deployment. There are people like, go, go, go deploy, deploy, deploy. It's like, Whoa, <laughs> right, Hey, right. calm down. And like, we walk up to him and like, there's no handshaking. There's no touching, nothing like that. And as you walk up, look this way, click, okay, move on. And, and, like you saw his jaw starting to move like uh, 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 hi hi are, are you guys oh, yeah. oh okay next one's oh okay hi oh no okay no highs you know just you could tell he wanted to interact a little bit mm-hmm. and that's why those things don't mean as much to me because they right. always feel so impersonal yeah right yeah yeah uh, anyway I'm sorry a so, little, yeah. little tangent there but thrawn's yeah, coming sorry, a month yep. early and and that's yes. exciting. And uh you know, Timothy Zahn's an interesting interview too. We, we need I, to get I've him never on the show. I've met him a few yeah. times, but I've never interviewed him. So yeah. He has some as you would expect, as you know, an author, a best selling author, he's got some really good insights on on things. Mm. And I bet we I'm could sure come up with does. some really interesting questions about his opinions on what's going on in the minds of some characters or like the aftermath of certain events or, you know, things like that, that he like that wouldn't get him in trouble. And yet like he could maybe give some 
like, hmm, that's interesting. And, and we could kind of like explore. Dive in. Yeah. You know, that would be fun. Anyway, what else do we have? We'll, we'll have to work on that. Yeah, we will. Uh, we have new Black Series stuff announced. They actually, okay. new packaging for Black Series. Yeah. So yeah. Um, was it last Friday? I think it was, uh, or maybe over the weekend, Hasbro had put up a bunch of posts on Instagram. It was where I saw them um, for new packaging. So we're going to lose the black and red packaging with the number on the side. But the new packaging looks pretty good. It's got um, photorealistic yes. images of the characters on the side of the box, as well as better, you know, they're using that photorealistic face for a lot of these new characters. And they're re- releasing a lot of the stuff from Rebels. Yeah, which is good because I had a heck of a time hunting some of them down. And I still don't have, uh, I've never mm. seen Chopper or Zeb, I think. I, those I've seen, I, I think I have both those. I, I didn't see... Sabine took me a long time to find. I, I want to say, yeah. see, it was their 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 distribution is pretty horrible, <laughs> so it's been tough. Yeah, finding I mean, stuff. you've you've pretty but, much got to order them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, are these available for pre order? They are available for pre order on um, Hasbro and a few other places. I saw over the okay, weekend. One of the 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 non rebels characters is the silver version of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and I really mm-hmm. need to get that one. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be a hot one to find, too. Plus, now that I'm kind of messing around with clay, I kind of want to start doing, like, sculpting busts and stuff. And I've got one set up for, oh, cool. like, um, I'm starting with Django Fett because it's a very basic color scheme and stuff. But I'd mm-hmm. like to do the Mandalorian and having the Black Series figures because they're detailed and they're larger. You know, they're a good reference point. So, yeah. So those are out there. Now, I've seen some, I don't know, comments online do you, why do you think we're getting these particular characters redone in the first wave of the new new packaging for the Black Series figure? Well, I mean, so let's the go show's over the over. list real quick. I mean, all of the Rebel stuff is there. Mm-hmm. Zeb, Kanan, Chopper, Sabine, Hera, Ezra, and Ahsoka. And then we have um, Snowspeeder Luke, probably in timing for Empire 40th anniversary, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. We've got... Um, the stormtroopers from the Mandalorian, clone troopers from Camino from Episode Two, Admiral Akbar, Tebow, both of those from Return of the Jedi, obviously, and Darth Vader. And then we've also got the silver version of the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian's still popular, and I don't think we've had a silver version of that. Right? That's not a re-release, is it? Did we have a no, silver one? No, we just had the original armor from like the first okay. episode. Which means I need to pre-order this quick because it's going to go fast. I'm not yeah. doing podcasting. I need to pull up a computer and go do that right now. <laughs> um, but the Rebels stuff, I don't know. Maybe because it's fairly recent and maybe didn't get a big print run. And yet I think that they were more popular than Hasbro might have thought. I mean, there are a lot of... Um, a lot of fans who are very much into Rebels and Ahsoka, obviously, there are a lot of people who are just obsessed with anything Ahsoka related. So that that's an mm-hmm. obvious one to re-release. And again, some of these were really hard to find. Yeah, that's true. And people um, pick up like what you were talking about wanting to get uh, K2SO autographed. Some of these actors and actresses are a little easier to find at conventions to get autographs for. So I think that also makes people want to get um, like right now I've got um, Sabine sitting over there with other Mandalorians that I have. But if I were going to go to a convention and I knew Tia were going to be there doing autographs, I might want to get that autograph. So I would buy another one in the box for the autograph. Yeah, they're more accessible than, let's say, Harrison Ford or. Even Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. Mm-hmm. So, so while you were chatting, I just went to Hasbro Pulse, and the Mandalorian Silver is sold out for pre-order. Of course, it is. Yeah, so I know other places will have it. Um, no, they won't. No, they won't. Yeah, there, there will be. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I lost my chance. Well, you know, Amazon places. Amazon will have it, and probably for less than seventy dollars. Probably. <laughs> we'll see. never know. Yep. Uh, um, so, yeah, so there's our, our, our plate of the Black Series figure. Yeah. Speaking of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Did you hear about the Golden Globes? 
I heard some stuff about this. I wasn't quite sure I followed all of it, but it has to do with the rules for who's getting nominations and how things can be nominated. Yeah. So people like the Mandalorian, obviously, and it got good critical acclaim. And uh, so people were thinking maybe it would be up for a Golden Globe and maybe Pedro Pascal would get nom excuse me, would get nominated. However, they have decided they being the Hollywood Foreign Press Association that runs the Golden Globes has decided that moving forward, voice only performances are not eligible in any acting category. So not only is that voiceover work for animation, that would mean like Anthony Daniels, because he's in a suit, could never mm. get a Golden Globe for C-3PO. Interesting. And Pedro Pascal, as long as he's got a helmet on, would never be eligible for Golden Globe. Now, he did take his helmet off in the finale. And so there are some people questioning that whole thing. Um, because that still would have been eligible for nomination. Under this this new rule that they're putting through. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is coming from I saw it on coming This is them citing variety. But apparently this is uh, and there are a couple of other new. Um, new rules that they're throwing together that aren't really tied to Star Wars at all. But yeah, so not only did the Mandalorian get snubbed, but they, they kind of made it. So, yeah, if you got a helmet on, you don't count as an actor, which is kind of stupid, that because if you look is. at. I mean, Anthony Daniels is not in The Mandalorian, but he is a shining, no pun intended, a shining example of someone who can get a good performance just through his body movement, even though he has a mask Mm -hmm. on. And for those who don't know, Anthony Daniels used to be a mime a long time ago. So acting through body movement is something that he's actually done professionally before ever joining Star Wars. That's not easy to do. And there is a certain skill to it. And I think Pedro Pascal and the other two actors who did the stunt work um, as Din Djarin. I thought they did a really good job. Plus the voice. I mean, there's voice matters as well. If it didn't do six different takes of lines being read different ways, if voice didn't matter. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Right. I mean, all that stuff plays into the performance from the actor and how they're delivering that on screen. I, I think yeah. that, I think this is a, I mean, I, I don't think it's a, you know, I won't call it a travesty, but it, it's horrible not to be able to recognize actors for doing this kind of work. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Like it, it would help his career and that's good. And I would wish that for him. But a lot of our listeners who have been with us for a long time, you guys know how we feel about award shows and, and all that. I mean, when Pedro goes to a convention and he gets on a stage and there's no pandemic and there's, you know, 800 billion people screaming at him because mm-hmm. they're all excited to see him. Like, I think I would rather have that than, you know, some little statue. Yeah. I don't know. Still, I don't know. It'd be nice to have both. <laughs> I guess. You know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I guess that brings us to the end of the episode, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, there were a couple of big news items this week and not a lot of lengthy stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, a new VR thing. Thrawn's coming early. And, and uh, in a few days, we're getting the Jedi Temple Challenge. This is coming out on the 3rd, I think. So that's Wednesday, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Wednesday the 3rd. So coming up pretty soon. So that's it, though. Um, Lou, like you said earlier, join our discord channel, randomchatter.com slash discord. It's free for anybody to join. We did mention that there are uh, additional channels that we set up as a thank you for people who help donate to support the network um, through Patreon at randomchatter.com slash Patreon. But even if it's just a dollar a month, that unlocks all of those for you. So, I mean, that's uh, uh, yeah, I've seen David in the chat room. Discord's awesome. But what makes it awesome is people like you joining and participating. And we have a lot of people participating there and it really is. Um, you know, I don't even think about other social media anymore. I just, I pull out my phone and hop into discord to see what's going on and what people are talking about. And there's a lot of great conversations going on there. So be sure to check that out. You can follow us on Twitter at force chatter and random chatter. So don't forget to do that and uh, hit up the new YouTube channel, random slash 
YouTube. Be sure to subscribe there and, and click the little thingy. Little thingy, that's the technical term. Um, if is. you mouse over the notification thingy, it actually says notification thingy. It, it doesn't. I, should say, I don't think it does. Click or... on that and then you will get notified of new videos coming to YouTube. But if you want to watch us live, come watch us in the live streaming and uh, hang out in the chat. Every sun, uh, Sunday night, except next weekend might be a little different. We might be switching that around. But typically, three out of every four Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, which is GMT minus five, unless I'm getting that wrong with the daylight saving time. I need to look that up someday. I keep saying that and never do. And uh, we'll be back again Tuesday night with another episode of Movie Chatter. What are we covering this time? Oh, director's cuts, right? Director's cuts, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just the other day, there was a post on, I think, comingsoon.net about people's favorite director's cut. I was like, oh, interesting. I saw that you posted that. I'm, I'm going to take a look at it. And you know, it's interesting. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about this Snyder cut. This does tie in a little bit with Star Wars. Um, I saw a YouTube video... From I always get these two channels confused. There's Den of Geeks and Den of Nerds. One of the two. It's mm. a really good, really good YouTube channel. I'll, I'll find out. So the next time we talk about it, we can post it in the show notes or something. But they were um, talking about their opinions on the Snyder Cut and then also this movement that has kind of popped up in the Star Wars community about doing Solo 2. And he had some interesting and and very well thought out comments on it and um, taking a look at the motivation of the Star Wars fan community and are they doing this just to kind of some people are trying to use this as a rallying cry for positivity whereas the Snyder Cut was all about you know what we got sucks give us the good stuff Mm -hmm. whereas this is more about you know hey let's, let's look at Solo as actually a good movie and and moving forward, um, I think it was Den of Nerds. I'll have to look that. I actually don't think it was Den of Geeks. Den of Geeks is probably what more people are, are more familiar with. But anyway, it was really interesting. I thought, you know, getting Solo 2, even if it's just straight to Disney Plus, um, with what they're mm-hmm. doing with the volume now with the Mandalorian, that, that almost 360 degree video wall. Yeah, that's, that's so pretty amazing. so much they could do that just, it's like movie-like quality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in all this stuff, when, when you come right down to it, I'd much rather see a series of stuff revolving around Solo 2 than yeah. a movie. Because like you talked about before, we're going to get more character development, get more details. Um, you can dive into the story harder. I think that's the, yeah. I think it's a great way to do it if you it happens. See Darth Maul in live action. We can bring Kira back. I'm not just pushing for this just to get Kira to come back. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am, but I'm not going to admit that. That would be weird. So, yeah, just bring all of it back. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Echo Base. Until next time, take care. <laughs>